The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. As we continue this sitting, take a few moments to check in with yourself and notice what is present for you. Notice the state of your body. Take time to register how your body feels now. Ideally, with permission to be just the way you are, just to know it. And then check in with yourself to see the state of your mind. In the same way of giving permission for it to be the way it is, have an awareness which is larger than your mind that can recognize that it's there, recognize what's present for it. Degree of agitation, calm, thoughts, activity of mind. And then check in with yourself and what's happening right now in your heart, your emotional state that you have. And see if your awareness can be allowing and open. Have lots of room just to allow yourself to feel in your heart whatever way you are, it's okay. And then recognizing how you are right now, just here, breathing, present. In a sense, step back from it into the great sweep of time. And that how you're feeling right now is an impermanent phenomena. Some of what you have right, what's happening for you now was not here this morning 
some of how you were this morning is not here now. Some of how you're feeling now will not be this way tomorrow. Some of how you're feeling tomorrow is not here now. Whatever is happening for you right now, in terms of sensations, feelings, and thoughts, and attitudes, might seem to have some permanence to it, but in fact, it's a phenomena that comes and goes. And it might have its time in the sun right now, but it'll shift and change. And if you pay attention to what your attention does, you might notice that your attention is constantly changing. Changing what it's focusing on, what it's aware of. You might be able to hold, rest the attention for a while in the breath. But even there, the sensations of breathing are constantly changing and awareness follows along with the changes. When I speak, my voice is also part of the changing phenomena of the present. Sometimes here and sometimes not. And is there some way that you can maybe, not so much by thinking, but by stepping back and getting a large sweep of time to appreciate how temporary whatever is happening for you at this moment. Or notice, at least notice what is temporary right now. Or if you get really like a magnifying glass on your present moment experience, Perhaps you can see that all the details of present moment experience is arising and passing. It's sometimes said the only constant is change. Take a few minutes here to sit with the changing nature of breathing. Where being with breathing is kind of the center of a wide field 
of change, of impermanence, coming and going. <coughs> Breaths come and go. Sounds come and go. Thoughts and feelings come and go. And in the span of change and impermanence, if there's anything at all that you're attached to, clinging to, anything in the present that you're resisting, see if that insight into impermanence where that insight begins to diminish or weaken or lighten up on the attachment. What point is to be attached, to be cling to if it's, if it's constantly changing? Or if the attachment itself in the big span of time is a changing phenomena, impermanent. Why give it so much authority? As you relax, as you settle in, as you be with the breath, allow anything that you're attached to, self, comfort, security, allow it to fade away. 
fade away is not a fast process. But as we understand everything to be impermanent, be a process of light, lighting up, lightening up, releasing, softening, relaxing, fading of our clinging, of our wanting, of our resistance. And perhaps over your life you've known, seeing the fading away of preoccupations or attachments, clingings, fading away of what you've been caught up in. And you've known the fading away until a point where it ceased, it's no longer there. As you sit here with whatever you're preoccupied with or caught in, if anything. Maybe there can be an intuition, intimation of its fading away and ceasing. It's weakening and thinning out until it's no longer there and the mind is at peace and at rest, at ease. Still, quiet, simple.
and perhaps there's something in your experience now that can at least give you an intuition of the kind of peace or freedom or well-being that can be present when there are no preoccupations, there are no, nothing we are obsessing about or caught in, no clinging, no attachment. And if there is a, some sense of intuition of it or some feeling associated with it, see if you can breathe with that. Be with it. Enjoy it. Just for a couple of minutes here. And then the final reflection is from the perspective of change and permanence and the possibility of there are times when there's the complete ending of attachments and clinging for for the time being the sense of the cessation of attachment, obsession, knowing that this is a possibility. What would you like to let go of fully? If you can make a choice, what would you want to relinquish? What do you feel like you're done with? Enough of this. You'd like to put it behind you and not pick it up again.
What do you feel, re feel ready to let go of in your life? Not so much something in the world, but what do you feel like you're ready to let go of as, some te as, as a tendency that you have And what would it be like for you to have this gone? How would you feel? And then to end this sitting, <clears throat> you can once again take a few long, slow, deep breaths. Feel your body sitting here. Feel your body against the floor, the cushion, the chair. And, and then prepare yourself to open your eyes and be out of your meditation. So that was a quick tour through the last tetrad, last of the four sets of, uh, last of the, 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 the fourth set, last of the four practices in the 16 steps of mindfulness of breathing. And uh, to, to name those four, the last four, <clears throat> it's um, to, um, while you're breathing in and out, staying with your breath, to become aware of impermanence to the changing and constant nature of our phenomena. As we're breathing further and staying present, to notice the fading away, <clears throat> the thinning away, thinning out of our attachments. 
our clinging, our preoccupations. And continuing to breathe and notice how sometimes they cease, they come to an end, maybe temporarily. And then with that cessation, knowing that they can end at least temporarily, there can be one of two things that could happen. One is that that recognition of the absence, the possibility of absence, can allow the mind to, to kind of flip over or turn itself, in, turn itself inside out or to drop something much more permanently, like, I'm done with this. Can just So even though it's, it ceased temporarily, then the wonderful knowledge that it's gone, that the mind is free and open and clear, something decides enough, and just, then it's kind of, the hand opens up and it just falls away. Or, it's not that easy, but there can be a, a much clearer recognition that I feel, I think I don't want this anymore. This doesn't serve me anymore. I'm done with this activity. I, I'm probably, it's probably still gonna come up because it's still habit and all that there. <clears throat> but I don't stand by it anymore. I don't believe it anymore. I'm not committed to it anymore. I'm not really that, you know, I'm not gonna invest a lot of time and effort into it anymore. I'm gonna step away from it. So, this, so there's a choice and an intention to relinquish. To say, eh, you know, enough already, I'm done. I've done this long enough, I'm done with this. And um, so I think for many people, uh, it's maybe the second, which is maybe a little more realistic than some really deep dropping away once and for all. <clears throat> but I think it's a very mature part of practice to have enough understanding of oneself and the tendencies and what goes on to come to a place where we recognize how much we're investing in it, how much belief we have in it, or how much we're holding on to certain things or resisting certain things. And then come to a place where we see this doesn't serve me anymore. This is not useful anymore. It's not really, you know, it, it, it diminishes me. It kind of lessens my experience of happiness and peace and well-being and closes me from the world and other people. And so, you know, rather than this morning we talked a lot about acceptance and allowance, opening and like, <clears throat> which is a very important part of practice. There's also a time in practice to say enough. <laughs> you know, I don't have to sit here and just keep accepting this. I'm done with it. I, I don't really feel like I want to p- participate in this kind of thing anymore. I keep, you know, it could be all kinds of things, you know, range of things. So question for you is, um, when I asked the question at the end of the meditation, did, um, you know, what are you, what are you ready to relinquish? What would you like to relinquish? How many of you, show of hands, how many of you came up with something? Good number of you. And um, so because of what I'd like you to do, and, um, and it's as interesting if you didn't come up with something as if you did come up with something. So that's, you know, be part of this. And that is, um, to form uh, groups of um, three people and have a discussion with your little group of three uh, what it was like to uh, these four different steps that I went through. Uh, what's the wisdom and what's the benefit of, for you in them? Where, where, what's value do these four steps have for you? The seeing impermanence, seeing the fading away, seeing the cessation, and then the relinquishment. And whatever part of that you feel comfortable to talk about, 
Um, I'm more interested in the relinquishment part, but whatever seems most interesting for you or where, where has the most energy for you, share with your group. <clears throat> and as you do this kind of uh, little group discussion, <clears throat> what I'd like to suggest is that um, when it's your turn to talk, um, basically make one point. Uh, don't give a long story. Don't say everything you possibly could say on the topic. But just make kind of one point to take your time to do it. But uh, so, Because what you really want to do is um, this is really a listening exercise more than a speaking exercise. Because you want to allow yourself to be affected, be changed by what you hear from the other people. And so the shorter you can speak, the more time you have to listen to the others. But don't be so brief that you don't offer them the respect of, of having something to hear, right? You want to sh- offer them something too, right? And um, so the, where the right balance is of being short but adequate and, you know. Um, <clears throat> and then offer one point and then the next person in the triad can offer a point and the other point. And then when you come back to the first person, you might have a whole new kind of perspective on what you want to talk about. You, you didn't, it never would have even occurred to you on your own because you heard the others, you had some new thinking, new, something new was evoked. And then you go around again. Does that make sense? So, um, uh, I think that um, uh, uh, sometimes I do these set of people to do little groups and I, I wonder whether people have forgotten how to count. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, one, two, three people. And I don't know if we're actually multiple of three. So if, um, uh, maybe if uh, David and Don, if you could wait, hold back a little bit, and I'll assign you to group of four so that we all kind of, but only, if, uh, I, I choose the group of four. Is that okay? So if you, can ple- if you don't mind, if you, if you don't want to do this, it's okay. You can maybe sit and be quiet or sit outside, but it's a nice thing to do as a community. <clears throat>